0: Welcome to The Kurt Locker, a podcast where we chronologically step through and discuss each film starring Kurt Russell. My name is Andrew Gormley, and I am one of your hosts. I am joined on this episode by my co-host. If she's going to die, she's going to die with her boots on, Whitney Nelson. And don't you forget it. <laughs> that was an interesting line from this one. Stood out. Stood out. That guy was pretty cool, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. New- Knutson? 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 Something like that? I don't
1: remember. I don't remember his name. I watched it like two hours ago and I don't remember anything.
0: It's, it, it'll have a lasting impact on someone's life, potentially, but we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. I will say this. We we recorded our f- what I would say like is our first real episode last week, and that will be releasing tomorrow in the flow of things <laughs> so like time is weird when we're like podcast right. time is weird
1: wibbly but, wobbly timey-wimey
0: but yeah right but i will say and i don't know i don't know how this happened i was we we as of recording this we have just our trailer for the show live and like 3 days ago we had like a spike of like 200 new subscribers uh to the feed and i was like how <laughs> where did these people come from so i don't know maybe it was like a maybe it was like group of people that all finished cool breeze at the same time and then they just maybe. jumped over uh but wherever you're whatever you're doing and wherever you're from thank you for joining us that is like uh, pretty incredible so i logged in i was like what? welcome buckle up
1: it's gonna be interesting already
0: yeah, usually it's like a pretty slow and steady rise over the course of the podcast, but we just had this huge spike. I'm like, "Holy shit, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool." So, let's get some let's get some rigmarole out of the way up top here. So, this is contact info, all that good stuff. As always, I want to mention you can find our podcast at 12and24.com. It's going to be in the show notes. It's the numerals 1 2 and 24.com. You can email us at KurtLockerPod at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at KurtLockerPod. Finally, uh, if you want to do something nice for us, I really got to change the wording in my show notes here because I kept it from Cool Breeze.
1: If you want to be excellent to us. Yeah.
0: And it's it, I love the wording, but we got to find something Kurt related. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'll have to like do a little bit more research because, again, <laughs> we have to make Taylor make this but yeah. uh, one great way to support this show right out of the gate beyond subscribing for free is just to share the show with your friends and write and review us on iTunes that that gets us that bubbles us up to the top as far as I know Whitney as far mm. as I am aware we are currently the only Kurt Russell rewatch podcast that exists Whoa. Uh, as far as I could Keanu, tell
1: Keanu but we were the best
0: Keanu I will carry that banner. I will go to the map for that one.
1: (laughs) Yes, I firmly believe that.
0: Yeah. So do that if you want. Uh, Rate and review us, or just subscribe, share with your friends. We love to see those numbers rising and all that good stuff. So there we go. Housekeeping's out of the way. Mm -hmm. Whitney, if you don't mind, I'll take the synopsis, or do you want to do the synopsis? No, go for it. So today we are talking about the 1964 film... Guns of Diablo.
1: I did want to ask why you have film in quotation marks.
0: Well, I... uh, Without getting
1: too much into your thoughts.
0: uh, Well, actually, uh, coming up in something you'll read, you'll find out why I put film in quotation marks. So, uh, it's a little mystery for right now. But we'll... Uh Two minutes. The plot synopsis from IMDb is as such... Wagon train scout Link Murdoch reminisces about his old feud with rancher Rance Macklin over Pretty Maria during the time when Link worked for the Macklin Ranch. Frontier problems, y'all. Frontier problems. Frontier
1: problems out the wazoo in this episode.
0: This movie was written by Burn Gyler, I'm going to go with. Sure. Uh, and directed by Boris Segal. And I was curious about this Boris fellow, so I looked him up. He has a hundred directing credits on IMDb over a thirty-year career. Mm-hmm. So he started around nineteen fifty-five and worked all the way to the mid-eighties. Dude's very old Hollywood, loves his westerns. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: guy with a lot of experience making films, even at this point of uh, ten years into his career. Co-starring alongside Kurt is Charles Bronson, Susan Oliver, Jan Merlin, John Fiedler, and Douglas Fowley. Whitney, <laughs> what did the critics and the audiences have to say about this movie?
1: Well, we do not have a critic score. Uh, there is no critical reception as far as Rotten Tomatoes is concerned. We have an audience score of 33%, so not great. Mm. We did pull out a quote from Rotten Tomatoes user Brody M, who gave it 4.5 out of 5 stars, and said, Charles Bronson not playing a tough guy? Weird, but what's really weird is that I read on IMDb that this wasn't an actual movie. It was just a couple of episodes of the TV series, The Travels of Jamie McFeeder sewn together. Still very good, though. That's what Brody has to say.
0: God damn it, Whitney. I thought I did my research. I thought <laughs> that I got rid of all of the TV and movies. And I, I we got tricked on our very first episode. <laughs> what bullshit is this? It, and I looked it up, and that is very much true. If you look up The Travels of Jamie McFeeters* on IMDb, It is this movie, Guns of Mm -hmm. Diablo, or at least a large portion of it.
1: Mm -hmm. Here's the thing, though. I'm glad that we had it because it, for basically one of his first big credits, I was expecting Kurt Russell as like a little boy in the background because I knew it was a Western going in, and very rarely do you have children at the forefront of Westerns. It's much more about horses and guns. I was not expecting much Kurt Russell in this. He actually plays like a plot point changing character. Like he's in Mm -hmm. it a lot more than I thought he would be. So to see one of his first gigs be this central to the supporting cast was interesting to me. I think it was good that we watched it because he kind of came out the gate with pretty decent screen time working alongside Charles Bronson. That's like... I was expecting more of a slow build to him being Kurt Russell. And it seems like he kind of was a wunderkind from the start.
0: Yeah, it was a little bit weird seeing him uh, as much as we did. And then Mm -hmm. as as we have known from movies for forever, a kid can make or break the experience of an otherwise excellent film. Uh, I would not go so far as to say that this is an excellent film, but he certainly like held his own in this.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think that he made the movie. Uh, this is not a bad movie. The word that comes to mind is serviceable. But there would have been Charles Bronson not being super aggro. Definitely put this movie on like a very slow crawl pace for me. Just overall, stuff happened, but it didn't feel like stuff was happening. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't feel like Charles Bronson was really driving anything forward. I do feel like Kurt Russell was driving things forward as a child in this movie, and I thought that was interesting.
0: Yeah. For better or worse, this is kind of what I think of when I, like, this type of movie, this Everything we experienced here from like pacing and plot. This is what I think of when I think of old westerns that aren't like think a prestige of like
1: that title. 60s Western. Yeah. This is a hundred percent what you expect.
0: Right. And we have throughout the first ten years of his career, quite a few movies that are gonna be mm-hmm. a lot like this one. And I'm yeah. like, okay. <laughs> Expectations have been set accordingly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm with you in that. I didn't I didn't dislike this movie, but God I was pretty bored the entire time like i I, I like the parts with Kurt because mm-hmm. there was he was in addition to moving the story forward he also acted as a little bit of a comedic element there too yeah
1: there was more like heart and fun in the moments when Kurt Russell was on the screen there was not really anything when Charles Bronson was on screen,
0: yeah he <laughs> he barely like said anything or di- i mean it was and i get it, it the, he was good he conveyed a lot with looks in, insofar so far as eh, maybe not conveyed a lot he conveyed the same thing he over and over again
1: some things yeah uh what what did come up during this this screening of this terrible quality youtube video um was that charles bronson in this movie sounds more like the Charles Bronson impersonation on The Simpsons than it does like what I expect Charles Bronson to sound like. And if you go and and you type into YouTube like Simpsons Charles Bronson, there's two or three times where they had a Charles Bronson impersonation. It sounds exactly like Charles Bronson in this movie. More so than Charles Bronson sounds like what I think of when I think Charles Bronson, and I thought that was funny.
0: He's a caricature of even himself in this uh, situation.
1: I wish there was more Oregon Trail stuff, even though the Oregon Trail stuff was kind of the most boring part of it. But it was just funny when they were, like, fording the river and (laughs) it, like, got away from them. And I was like, oh, no, they all have
0: dysentery now. Right. Now they got to go hunting and they got to build another wagon. One of their wheels broke.
1: Oh, no. Yeah, exactly. I, I very much, it was, took me back to my old Oregon Trail game days when they were fording the river and they failed to ford the river.
0: Weirdly enough, Boris Segal, the director, did direct a movie called The Oregon Trail, so maybe you <laughs> want to check that one out. I don't know. Maybe. I, I don't know if it would hold up to the game. I don't know. Probably not, in terms of sheer enjoyment. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a close one. It's going to be a close one. <laughs> I think westerns back in when this was made in the 60, early 60s, early to mid-60s, I guess, Were this thing that you could maybe turn around in like a week or two on like a Mm -hmm. shoestring budget because Mm -hmm. when they weren't on location, they were using a set that was already built for another Western or something like that. Yeah. And that comes through like the flashback to the ranch. (laughs) That was that was that was cool because that was like a real mm-hmm. place, like a real that was like blocked, and they had that. But when we're in the we're in the saloon or the hotel or whatever the hell that place was, and all these other, mm-hmm. you're like, okay, I'm I'm sure if I looked hard enough, you know, this is probably part of Tombstone or <laughs> later yeah. on or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, production design, I don't know, it was fine, but uh, there were some cool camera movements in this.
1: Serviceable. Again, most of this movie was how I would describe as serviceable. Was it great? No. Did it do the job? Yeah. That's that's how I feel about this movie. It did the job. Okay, sure.
0: For me, it was 80 minutes, but it still felt long, which is not a good feeling. That's the thing
1: is, yeah. No, when a movie, you're looking at like an hour and 14 minutes where it's clearly a movie that was like going to be shown as a double feature with something else. Yeah. It shouldn't feel long. And this one felt long. It felt like longer than an hour and fourteen minutes, and that's not a good sign.
0: I would say, also, that if you have seen a western, it doesn't matter which one. If you have seen a western, you have seen <laughs> sixty to seventy percent of this movie. Uh-huh. It's like, it's the guy, the 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 farm, the ranch hand shows up. He's his horse's his leg is broken. There's a very pretty girl who works on the ranch. They instantly fall in love, but she's promised to some other guy and the originality of story uh,
1: it's fun. not you know, really there. It's I a will say that I thought that it was interesting that Kurt Russell's had an, any knowledge of medicine that was that was mm, unexpected. That was the only thing that was unexpected was like. There's a guy in the hotel, and he's old, and he's sick, and he's cranky, and Kurt Russell is, like, checking his pulse and, you know, looking at his tongue and doing whatever, because his dad is, like, a, I don't know, a medic, Uh, has some knowledge of medicine, apparently, so he's picked that up, and he's good at it for being, like, a 10- or 11-year-old kid.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Um. I think showing a child at that age with any sort of skill set was not something that you saw in a lot of those old Westerns. Um, They usually were just more like scenery (laughs) to be moved around than they were like, this kid knows some medicine and he's smart and he's capable and he wants to jump in and help the lead and and that sort of thing. Um, I liked that part of it. That was the only thing that was any different from the norm, though.
0: I, yeah, I, I I struggle to um, really come up with anything, just like s- singing the praises. Like any, I can't sing the praises of any one part of this movie, particularly. I guess. Mm-mm. Yeah, but it has Kurt Russell, so that's something. I think that and is it's something. it's Very
1: fun to see little baby Kurt Russell because his. Face is the same. It's and identical.
0: His, it's weird. Like,
1: his body changed and his voice changed, but his face is the same. And I know people who like say that they look the same as they did when they were kids, but there's been quite a bit of change. Kirk Russell's face has not changed. I just watched Christmas Chronicles two, and his face is the same as it is in this movie.
0: Yeah, the um, eyes specifically. You know, the usually there's a change, the but smile, no. The yeah. like
1: grin that he has in this is the same grin he's had his whole life. There are head mannerisms, like the way he turns his head or nods, that like it's Kurt Russell. There's no mistaking Kurt Russell in this. Um, it's weird how to see him so little and look so much like Kurt Russell.
0: Yeah. This is not too far from when he began acting. I would say, I think, just off the top of my head... 61 feels like about when this came out in 64, 65, somewhere in that neck of the woods. So, again, we skipped over a lot of the made-for-TV and television shows. But mm-hmm. even at this point, we're seeing him start at a younger age than when we saw Keanu start. Yeah. Cool Breeze. And he really already has it. Whereas I think Keanu needed a, a couple movies to...
1: Yeah, Keanu needed a little bit of, uh, you know, screen time under his belt.
0: Sure, but he got and there.
1: He did. Uh, and but Kurt Russell, it uh, ostensibly from this being the first movie that we watched, Kurt Russell came out of the room, womb, Kurt Russell, ready to go. That's the impression that I got after watching him here was that he's been the same since he was born.
0: It's very astute. I like it, and I agree. I agree. Do we have anything else we want to say about this movie? I can't I can't really I wanted to make this inaugural episode feel, you know, like like something. But the movie didn't give us much to work with here.
1: The movie did not give us much to work with, but we should have expected that after getting into Cool Breeze and being like 15 movies in before we had anything to work with.
0: How dare you? One Step Away is a masterpiece in retrospect, compared to some of the things we've watched.
1: Compared to some of the things we've watched. But this really, I mean, it is not bad. If you want some atmospheric cowboy in the background of your Sunday cleaning, might as well put this on.
0: (laughs) It's free. It's on YouTube. There's a giant watermark in the goddamn middle of the screen. It's the only way to watch it.
1: A Big old K.
0: I had a few people walk by me as I was watching this, and they're like, mm-hmm. "I," and they stop and they would take a take a beat and I'm like, "What the fuck are you watching?" <laughs> I am like, it, "Don't worry about it. It's it's nothing. It's <laughs> it's homework. Don't worry about mm-hmm. it." So that's I agree with I agree with what Whitney said. That's that's really it. We'll get to our actual recommendations and rankings in a moment and i really actually do mean a moment but i want to introduce something that we have never done on a show before whitney whitney we're <laughs> we're selling out we're going corporate we, we got a sponsor
1: it's crazy we got a sponsor
0: and i'm going to tell Exciting. you about though i'm going to we're just i'll just get right into this take a minute of your time i'm going to tell you about skillshare so Chances are you're probably already familiar with Skillshare. You have heard about it on other podcasts, potentially. But I think the unique part about us having them as a sponsor is that I actually teach on Skillshare. And so I love the platform as a way to learn, but also to connect with students and people who are eager to learn. What I have found is that in talking to some of the other teachers just in a community, that a lot of us do the things that we're teaching. And we want to just share that knowledge with everyone who signs up for our classes. So there's a lot of really passionate people ready to teach you something that you that you don't know, which is really, really wonderful. And you can learn pretty much anything on Skillshare. So I'm clicking on their website right now. And right on the homepage, one of the featured courses is called Pet Portraits, colon, capture studio quality photos of your pet, which is something that maybe Whitney would want to to take. I don't know. I don't know. We also have six exercises to create successful side projects. So if 2021 is the year that you start a podcast, that you start a side hustle, this might be the course for you. You're still not convinced You need something potentially a little more out there. How about a beginner's guide to crochet snowflakes? Maybe that's what you want to spend your time doing. I don't know. But it's winter. Crochet snowflakes sound delightful. When I say that you can learn pretty much anything on this site, it's it's true. So whether you want to learn something or teach something, I can personally vouch for Skillshare as an invaluable resource. I often get analysis paralysis trying to decide what I'm going to learn next. So that's actually kind of a good problem to have. We have a 14-day free trial of Skillshare Premium ready for you. That means you won't be charged for 14 days and have full access to the entire library of Skillshare courses. You could easily join one of the 5,500 students who have taken my Final Cut Pro 10 course, or maybe one of the 6,500 students who have taken the Art of Ceramics colon Creating a Modern Mug. I, again, whatever you're into. Visit 12and24.com Skillshare. It'll be in the show notes also to get started. And you'll know you're in the right place if you see a picture of me and it says, Andrew has invited you to join Skillshare premium. You know, let's get this very moody black and white photo of myself. Uh, it's very embarrassing, but uh, I'm excited regardless for everyone to maybe pick up a new skill or hobby as we move into the new year. And once again, Thanks to Skillshare for sponsoring this episode. Now that now that we're here, I I would like to run us through the major plot points, Whitney. If you'll indulge me here, I I open this up uh, on Wikipedia, but only
1: this time.
0: (laughs) I will never indulge this again. No, the you get one, and you're
1: using it on Guns of Diablo.
0: (laughs) God damn it! I made a huge mistake. What is this? One, two, three. Four, five, six sentences is what <laughs> we get for the synopsis, and yeah, I think so this does. It will be brief. By the way, what what does this have to? What does the title of this movie have to do with with anything? Anything is the town Nothing. called Diablo? No, nope. So it was just a name that they're trying to like. It sounded like a Western thing. So I is think that... so.
1: I think it just sounded cool. I think they were like. Guns and the Devil. That sounds like a Western. Charles Bronson,
0: Guns, the Devil.
1: It's got everything.
0: <laughs> All <right>. And yet, <laughs> it's
1: notably lacking in anything.
0: Right. <laughs> Put it on the cover of the box. Done. Here is the plot, according to Wikipedia. As teenage boy Jamie, played by Kurt Russell, travels west on a wagon train... That, that's not even, that's, the, that's not a sentence. What? Okay, <laughs> let's start with Jamie travels west on a wagon train. When the convoy needs supplies, they stop in a small town where the experienced armed wagon scout, Link Murdoch, played by Charles Bronson, runs into his ex-girlfriend Maria, who he had presumed dead from a flashback that we saw, I'm adding, I'm editorializing this because this is clearly not doing a great job. Murdoch finds out that she has married a corrupt law officer, Rance Macklin. The two men have a history, as Murdoch once broke Macklin's arm. Uh, um, oh, he didn't have an arm. It wasn't. <laughs> he shot his arm, and it. it he shot they his had arm, and they
1: had to amputate. Yeah.
0: As, as was often the case in the Wild West, apparently. It's like, well, it's dead. Cut it off. Macklin seeks revenge on his rival by arranging for the wagon scout to be arrested. However, this inspires Maria to get Murdoch out of jail. Murdoch and the orphan teen flee to hunt for a lost gold mine. Wow. What a shitty plot analysis. I wish I had read it earlier. <laughs> Um, hmm. how do how do we fix this, Whitney? There's a wagon train, right? It is in distress. They need new supplies. Charles they failed Bronson. to ford
1: a river, and right Oregon Trail,
0: yeah, Oregon Trail problem.
1: And they're like, there's a town thirty miles away. I'm gonna take the boy, and we're gonna ride into town and and mail some letters and get some supplies while everyone rests and recuperates from failing to ford the river. Yeah. Turns out his old girlfriend is there. He thought she was dead. She hates his guts because he abandoned her. Right. There's an old guy who lives upstairs. He Curmudgeon. has a claim on a gold mine. He's sick. He couldn't keep going on his... He was traveling back east to buy a mansion or whatever. Got yeah. a claim on a gold mine. No one believes he has a claim on a gold mine. He's sick and curmudgeonly because no one treats him well. And he's he's dying at this hotel that he doesn't want to be at. They stay at the hotel, the three brothers of the farm that he was originally a farmhand at, like he was, like you said, his horse was lame back in the day, this is five years ago, flashback. His horse dies, so he walks to the nearest farm and says, can I work for a horse in exchange Mm -hmm. for a horse? Falls in love with the daughter of a guy who's a farmhand and the guy who owns the farm, his three sons are all dicks. And she's promised to marry one of them. Obviously, Charles Bronson falls in love with this girl. They have sex out of wedlock.
0: They're going to run away together. They're
1: going to run away together. She's going to tell her father. And then before she gets a chance to tell her father, the three brothers have a shootout with the guy. They're like, I'm going to kill you. She's mine, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera.
0: He shoots at the, at the, the main dickhead who was... The, the main the, dickhead.
1: That's how he lost his arm. But yeah. he also shoots accidentally shoots his girlfriend, and that's why he thought she was dead. So he ran away. Yeah,
0: you know what? Now that we're talking through this, they never explain that. How is she okay?
1: No, they do. They talk about it. I mean, they she was shot in the stomach. So yeah, they thought like... she was dead. There's a good chance she would have died, but they, you know, she recovered enough to marry the dick, the most, the head dick brother. But Charles Bronson has run off thinking that he killed the woman that he loved and has gone about his life for five years. Right. That was the flashback. Now we're back in the present. And the brothers realize that this guy who took their brother's arm and also his fiance is, is in, in this town. hotel. And yeah. now these these brothers have left the farm. They ran the farm into the ground. They borrowed all the money they could on it and ran away. Uh, And now they kind of run this town, Mm -hmm. just by chance. They run this town that this guy stumbles into, and as soon as they find out, they're like, ooh, our head dick brother is going to be so pissed when he sees you here in this town. So they hold him hostage and the kid, because they don't want the kid to go back to the wagon train and alert people, Mm -hmm. and then the head dick brother takes forever to get there.
0: It's a long time.
1: This is like the climax of the movie happens in the last 10 minutes of the movie. It's all build up to this point. And so he takes forever to get there. But they keep saying, he's coming. He's coming and he's going to murder you.
0: Right. Like, all right.
1: And then he comes and he's just lording over the fact that he got the girl. They're married. Whatever. And instead of killing Charles Bronson, he's like, uh, shoots him in the arm. And then he says, now we're even. Uh-huh. That's all any man can, can ask for. No, get Classic out of here. That's a villain move. Yeah. And then he doesn't get out of there. There's a whole shootout. And he gets the girl. And then they take the girl on the wagon train. And
0: they she go goes to west California. with them. Yeah. And the old guy dies. Unfortunately. Yeah, the
1: old guy dies in the shootout, the old curmudgeonly sick guy, but it's a better way to go. It's the way that he wanted to go. He's much happier after having hung out with Kurt Russell and played some checkers and then dying in a gunfight, rather than withering of sickness in a hotel where he hates everyone.
0: Yeah. Whitney, let me ask. Yes. H- how would you like to die in a gunfight after having played checkers with Kurt Russell? You think that's pretty That's pretty good, right? That's a that's story. That's not a bad
1: way to go. <laughs> I'll take it.
0: That's I mean, a story. I don't know that
1: it would be my choice, but if you're like Whitney wither away of sickness in a hotel room or play checkers with Kurt Russell and then get shot, I'd probably choose checkers with Kurt Russell and getting shot. You're like, this is great. They
0: never said how many games of checkers. There's no, there's no, enough limitation. to lose
1: $3,700 or whatever it was. Oh, yeah.
0: 3700 Yeah. Back then, yeah. too. Jeez. It was
1: thousands of dollars that this old man loses to Kurt Russell in a very short amount of time of checkers playing. Yeah.
0: Makes you think that he um, probably wouldn't have been great with the, the gold, you know? So, probably for the best that he, he one bequeaths One, that's the
1: impression he was loo- losing on purpose.
0: Hmm, I don't know. Because
1: he was, Kurt Russell was clearly the only person being nice to this old sick man.
0: Yeah, that's true, that's true. Got the old double jump, oof.
1: So, the old sick man is dying of a gunshot wound and he's like, take off my boots, there's a deed to a gold mine in there. You can have it, 10-year-old Kurt Russell.
0: Set for life.
1: Yeah. And since they were heading west for gold anyway, it's like, I've already got the deed to a gold mine. And Kurt Russell believes the old man that there's millions of dollars worth of gold in the mine. The dad's not so sure, but they they agree that either way, the old cranky man was a good guy. Right. And that's the end of the movie.
0: <sighs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> Well, the, Guns of Diablo, everyone. It's fine. There were a couple guns. There may have been Diablo. I don't know. But I guess we'll never know. Whitney, do, <laughs> do you ultimately <laughs> recommend this movie? Um,
1: I don't recommend it. I don't not recommend it, though. Like, as someone who's watched a lot of Westerns, Mostly spaghetti westerns, to be honest. Not sure. a lot of American, like, low-budget. Like, you were talking about, like, shot on the Warner Brothers backlot or yeah. at an actual ranch that somebody owned. Um, and those spaghetti westerns get a little bit more wild and surreal, like making a machine gun out of a sewing machine type surreal. Yeah. This was fine. It was fine. It was fairly boring, but I didn't, I wasn't angry. After a lot of Keanu films, I was angry, and that didn't happen here, but it was fairly boring. It would be a good background film while you're cleaning on a Sunday afternoon. That is the highest recommendation I can give it. If you need noise while you're vacuuming, why not this? Sure
0: some gunfire some horsies you and don't your... really
1: need to be paying attention everything's very clearly telegraphed so like following the plots not a real big deal charles bronson baby kurt russell yeah uh, uh, sure i'm not gonna stop you i'm also not gonna say yeah you should definitely do it so however you want to put that into the data machine
0: uh yeah that's gonna
1: be okay
0: I'll I'll figure out a way. It might require a few more columns for, you know, a plus minus uh, some sort of equation here. I'll go ahead and just say that I don't recommend this film <laughs> to, to simplify it. I have no experience. I have very little experience with old Westerns. R- really, if the Western that you're talking about was made before the 90s, I have yeah. no goddamn idea what you're talking about. That's yeah. me. That's me. Just, that's me. So, having seen what are probably considered some of the, the best ever, uh, it's hard for me to recommend this. That's mm-hmm. that's where I'm coming from with it. Mm-hmm. This doesn't need to be asked, <laughs> but uh, where does this fit in your Kurt Russell movie ranking thus well, far? Well, we
1: have one and only movie that we've seen so far, it's in number one okay. position.
0: It's, you heard it here. This is Whitney's number one no. Kurt Russell film.
1: Correct. Out of the one Kurt Russell movie that we've seen for this podcast, it is one.
0: Believe it or not, Whitney, it is also my number one Kurt what? Russell
1: film. What? Whoa. On this upset? On this, Who we guessed?
0: agree. We com- We are completely <laughs> simpatico. Oh boy. Oh, that was fun. That was fun. Yeah. Let's chat about. Next week. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next week, you will be walking us through our next film, which is called Mm -hmm. Follow Me, Boys, exclamation point. (laughs)
1: Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Have you seen this? I have not seen this that I know of. I may have seen it when I was very young because we, as a family, were very into the Disney movies, which is why I've seen... The computer wore tennis shoes and the one and only genuine original family band and all of those sorts of things. I don't remember seeing Follow Me Boys, but I do know that this is the final live action film produced by Walt Disney who died with the month it was released.
0: Wow. That is kind of a cool little uh a cool little tidbit.
1: That's the only reason that I know anything about this movie is because it's like the last thing Walt Disney was producing when he he died right as it was released. So Dang. Um, that's the only reason that I know anything about this. I don't even know what the movie is about.
0: From my just very quick overview of like putting all of these into a list here, it appears to be about music or a band of some kind. I don't I don't know mm-hmm. for sure, but. Don't quote me on that. I will say this, however, Whitney. I want you to brace yourself. uh, Because this movie is uh, two hours and 14 minutes long. So, however, I don't know if you sit down and you watch it at once. Or if you break it into sessions which I think I'm gonna do. I just have a feel. <laughs> I just have a feeling I might split That's this in half. Long. For a movie in 1966, nonetheless, a two hour and 14 minute film.
1: And a live-action Disney movie, I feel like those were usually on the shorter end.
0: Yeah, I, I would have assumed like I would have assumed these first 10 years would have been around the 90 minute mark yeah. for the most part. but whew, this is gonna be it's gonna be a rough one. <laughs> So follow me, boys. That'll that'll be next week. That'll be it.
1: All right, I'm excited.
0: I you know I remain cautiously optimistic for all of these. I try my best. I try. So, you know, we'll 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 get there. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. That brings us to the end. This has been. It's good. I feel good to chat about movies with you again. It's a good mm-hmm. feeling. I missed it. It is.
1: It is. I did too. And I know people missed us. And it's good to be back. Yeah.
0: Before we do our sign off, the other thing that I want to mention really quickly about how to stay in touch with us, and quite a few people have done it because I tweeted it out before this episode here, is our Discord, uh, where that we are literally recording this on Discord right now. So you see Whitney and I on here and the other hosts quite a bit. So if you want to join mm-hmm. this, it's our little chat community. Uh, it's a little bit more real time than Twitter or any of the other ones, I'd say. Just go to mm-hmm. 12and24.com slash discord. And that's our invite that never expires. Go do that. That'll be really fun. That'll be really fun. Mm-hmm. So uh, until our next episode, Whitney, where could people find and keep up with you on the Internet?
1: I am at Whitney underscore Nelson, N-E-L-S-A-N on Twitter. I am on Twitter less and less these days, Um, but that's where you can find me. This is currently my only podcast. What? I have... Yeah, Uh, I don't have any other podcast to plug, although still go listen to Historical Hotties. Of course. Because you've got three years of that with me, and then my sister's continuing it. I don't know what it's going to look like moving forward. Um, But yeah, everything everything else I've taken a backseat on to prioritize job finding in a Mm -hmm. pandemic. But yeah. Uh, and if you want to see a lot of pictures of my dog and also maybe some foodstagramming, you can follow me on Instagram at Whitney Nelson with no underscore.
0: It's a great follow. It's a great follow. I, like Whitney, have also taken a step back from many social media platforms. But mm-hmm. Instagram's easy because it's just like I've curated it down to be like well, photos of when you, dogs Especially when I have a food. really cute dog. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I, I have like the... I have like five things and I'm like, all I want to do is just follow like these five things. Mm -hmm. And I've curated a wonderful experience for myself. So uh, you can follow me on Instagram at dark driving if you want or at dark driving also on Twitter. Uh, And that's it. Just uh, keep on listening to this. Uh, Keep on shooting us tweets at Kurt Locker pod at cool breeze pod, whatever you want to do. And uh, that's it. So I'm going to press this button. Let's see. Does it work? Ay. Love this song. We talked about it last week. It's a good song. It's a good song. (laughs) Thank you all for joining us. And in the immortal words of Jack Burton, sit tight, hold the fort, and keep the home fires burning.